views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you'll dial 702-650-5588 to join our broadcast today. Again, if you're local in the Las Vegas area and you'd like to call in, you have a comment, you have a praise report, you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. If you're local, dial 702-650-5588, and our wonderful man of God and supreme engineer, Brother Dale, will answer the call. Amen. We love him. Amen. If you're outside the local area, you will dial 800-366-8883. Again, we have a toll-free number for you. That toll-free number, again, if you're outside the Las Vegas area, would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. Their website is www.kkvv.com. I got a lot of text messages and calls about the video not working last week. It is repaired. I am looking at it. We had an audio feed. Uh, don't worry about not seeing something. Just be worried about hearing something. Amen. Amen. So we are glad that it is fixed. But I do appreciate your care and your concern. The word of God will always go forth. Again, we are being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website as well, which is www.savethelostlv.org. Again, that website for Save the Lost at All Costs. Inc. is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go to our website, again, www.savethelostlv.org, and listen to what you've missed, and we are blessed to be on iTunes as well. There's a little icon there when you go to our previous broadcasted ministry programs and you will see a little icon there so click on to it and also on our home page we have a banner ad so you can go right to it if you are a person that has an iPhone an iPad or anything in the Apple series and get blessed the gospel is always free on our watch uh, we're also simultaneously being broadcast on KKVV 1060 AM as well as 101.5 FM. So God is moving in a season called now. I have a wonderful brother in Christ, a dear friend who is with me today. Uh, some of you may be familiar with him. It's been a moment, but uh, only a second 
in Christ. Amen. That he's been away. So this is my dear brother in Christ. That would be Brother Vernon. Vernon, would you like to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone, once again. And uh, thank you for having me back. Uh, Brother Vernon, uh, I would be remiss if I did not have you back. The Lord wants you back. You are here, and we are honoring what God wants to have happen. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, uh, Vernon, do you have a, a small testimony you'd like to share with the audience before we get into our part two, which is false friends are real enemies? A small testimony. Uh, Vernon doesn't really trust Vernon anymore. I'm more about letting God be in control of my life. Amen. I, 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 am, I am in fear of the gentleman that you're hearing on the air right now, Vernon, is not good to Vernon, but God is good to Vernon. Amen. And that's where I'm at today. Amen. Well, Vernon, you are uh, delivered by the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen. You're saved. Amen. Amen. Uh, you're walking in your recovery. Amen. Amen. You're telling the truth. You're shaming the devil. Amen. Amen. And it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, we have to get back up and get in line. Amen? Amen. So I'm a testament to getting back up and getting in line, and so are you. <laughs> Thank you. You know what, Vernon? Uh, people always want to associate recovery with drugs and alcohol. But I tell you, if we're really honest with ourselves, everyone is addicted to something. Amen? That's the truth. Uh, my addiction now is the Lord Jesus Christ, and I can't get enough of him. Amen? <laughs> Amen. So I want to believe, want to be delivered from everything that is not of Christ and not Christ-like. Amen. Amen. So that is uh, my humble prayer for myself, and I ask it, and I receive it, and I already know it's done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we want to say hello to. Uh, Pastor Joseph E. Terry Jr. Some say Pastor T. Some say Pastor Joe. He's always Pastor Terry to me. So we love you, man of God. And uh, we want you to know that you are loved, that you are cared for. And we appreciate everything that you poured into our lives. Would you be in agreement, Brother Vernon? I've been praying for him nightly. And um, I am in agreement. Amen. And we are in agreement that we feel the same way about his lovely wife, Lady Desiree, and their wonderful children. Amen. Amen. Team Terry, we love you. Amen. So we are going to get into Job chapter 17. And this is part two. False friends are real enemies. Now we went over all 17, excuse me, 16 verses that were in chapter 17. And I wanted to pay strict uh, a lot of attention to verse 9 uh, because I had went through them you know one by one I didn't get to all of them but verse 9 was one that really really uh, spoke to my spirit and caused me to do some more study I thought I was finished studying oh no the Lord Jesus Christ said uh, you need to uh, revisit this so I want to go back to verse 9 now Vernon what version do you have sir New King James version okay so I have that version as well we are in Job chapter 17 and we are looking at verse 9 amen, amen. so would you read that and tell us what the word of God says Chapter 17 out of Job, verse 9. Yet the righteous will hold to his way, and he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. Amen. Now let me give you a, a little recap as to what uh, Job 17 is about. Now there are a couple of characters in uh, Job 17. Uh, Job, as 
is the person who this uh, whole chapter is devoted to. And we understand that he is blameless. And God says in his words, there is none like him in all the earth. Amen. So that's God's testimony about his servant Job. Now Job has three friends. One's name is Eliphaz, one's name is Bildad, and the other one is Zophar. So they have brought serious accusations against Job, false accusations, malicious accusations, and basically have said that their friend is a doer of evil. And this is why he is in the position that he is in right now. And I find it very ironic that in a season called now, we have so-called false friends who are presenting themselves to us as being true friends, and they're not. Now, Job believes that he is going to die. Job believes in his mind, in this particular chapter, that he is on his deathbed. He is emotionally to the point of death. He is financially to the point of death. He is physically to the point of death. He is spiritually to the point of death because he believes that, you know, God has forsaken him. However, with all the calamity that has befalled him, he will continue to trust God and he will continue to respect God. He has not gotten that separated from himself and the things that have happened to him that he is willing to throw in the towel and totally walk away from God. So he is taking the stance in verse 9, as Brother Vernon had read, that yet the righteous will hold to his way, and he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. So Job is saying this about himself, that he will be stronger and stronger because he has clean hands. Not only does he have clean hands, he associates himself with righteousness, man of God. So, and the listeners who are listening, he associates himself with the righteousness of God, despite the accusations from so-called false friends who are really real enemies. Amen? Mm -hmm. So can you imagine that the man needs comfort at this time? He needs compassion at this time. He needs people to just stand with him. Yet these three friends once talked about Job as being an upright and upstanding man of God. Now they're like, everything that's happened to you because you're an evil doer. Now let's start looking at these accusations that they're bringing. We're in the book of Job. And I want you to go to Job 8, verse 20, Brother Vernon. And let's look and see what his trusted friend, Bildad, had to say about him. Again, our topic for today is part two, is false friends are real enemies. Amen? So let's look at Job's friend, Bildad, and let's see what he has to say. We're in Job 8, verse 20. What does the Word of God say? Verse 20, Behold. God will not cast away the blameless, nor will he uphold the evildoers. So this is what Bildad, his trusted friend, has to say about him. Now we're going to go over to chapter 22. 
man of God, and we are going to look at what Eliphaz has to say about him. We're going to look at verse 5, verse 8, and verse 9. Again, we're in Job chapter 22, verse 5. We're going to look at 8 and 9, and we are both in the New King James Version. Is that correct, man of God? That is absolutely correct. Okay, so would you read for me verse 5, then I want you to read verse 8, and then verse 9, okay? Okay, Job 22, verse 5. Is not your wickedness great? And your iniquity without end. Verse 8. But the mighty man possessed the land, and the honorable man dwelt in it. And verse 9, you say? Mm -hmm. You have sent widows away empty, and the strength of the fatherless was crushed. These are all false accusations that his so-called friends are bringing against him to justify why they have taken this holier-than-thou position against him. So let's look at Job 20, and we're going to look at what Zophar has to say, and we're going to look at verses 15, 18, and 19. Job 20, 15, 18, and 19. Amen. Verse 15. Mm Mm-hmm. He swallows down riches and vomits them up again. God casts them out of his belly. Verse 18. He will restore that for which he labored and will not swallow it down. From the proceeds of business, he will get no enjoyment. And verse 19. Mm -hmm. For he has oppressed and forsaken the poor. He has violently seized a house which he did not build. Wow. Now, God says about Job that he was totally blameless and there was no other servant like him in all the land. Amen. Amen. So now you have these so-called friends bringing these false accusations. These are malicious. Right. And who's so far saying this to? Saying it about Job. He's just to, to who was listening. He was. He's saying it to Job. He's making the statement about Job. And he's talking to Job. Yeah, he's talking he, to Job. As if he's a third person. Right. Well, he, that's the whole thing. Is that he is bringing these accusations. He okay. is a third person because this person he's speaking to does not exist. Okay. You're absolutely right to that's, pick up on that spiritually. But these are the accusations. Mm-hmm. We have to be very, very careful who we align ourselves with, Brother Vernon. Absolutely. So true. the man's reputation. And his service to God speaks for himself. Now, these are his so-called friends. Now, they didn't always say these things. But because of the circumstances, now it's like, what did he do to cause all this calamity? So he must have done something. So subsequently, they are associating circumstances with being evil. Because all his children died. His servants died. His wife cursed him, and then he had boils all over him. So somebody that had that happening to him, in their holier-than-thou mind, has to be an evildoer. And they make up false accusations. There's nothing in Job's life that said that he was uh, an unscrupulous businessman. There's nothing in his uh, life that attests to him being uh, horrible to widows. There's nothing in his life that uh, can substantiate that uh, he did not take care of children or orphans. Are you kidding me right now? Right. And that, you know, he took something from a house that he didn't build. Or oppressed and forsaken the poor. Right. So I'm just saying, these are these accusations and that you do iniquity. Not only do you do it, you do it continuously. So I'm saying these are his, his buddies. 
These are his friends. These are his brothers in Christ, if you will, making these horrible statements about him. And see, the thing is, God hears the statement before before you even speak it out of your mouth. Be careful what you say, because the kingdom is listening and the universe will bear witness to what you speak falsely about another one. That's why Jesus told us about the plank in, in your eye. Amen. Mm-hmm. That before you address someone's plank in their eye, you ought to look at the big, you know, plank in your eye. Amen. Amen. So Amen. We, we have to be very, very careful, especially when we call ourselves friend. Because, see, friend means something to God. Friend means something to Jesus. Friend means something to the Holy Spirit. That's not a term that we should be using lightly. Amen. Amen. Amen on that. It's so we need to be very, very careful. That's why I said false friends are real enemies. Now, Job understands that these men are perverse and that they're not as wise as they think they are. Matter of fact, they're not wise at all because they're coming against the kingdom because Job is what? A servant of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And when you come against him, he does God's bidding. He serves God. So who are you really coming against? You're coming against God. God who chose him to be his servant. Amen. Amen. Was uh, Job aware of their perverseness before the calamity struck or? Well, the thing is, is they didn't start doing this or speaking this or taking this position until a circumstance changed in Job's life. So it was a revelation to Job as well that they would turn to be that way when they started. The the revelation is that his spirit quickened and he understood what it was. And he knew then, right then and there, they were not his friend. He did not try to coddle them. He did not try to, well, let's see if we can work it out. It It was very clear. He was willing to separate it. And matter of fact, that's why he took the position that he took in verse 9. He said, my hands are clean. Not only are they clean, I will be stronger because I have clean hands. And he's defending himself that he is the righteous. Amen. Amen. He is not allowing these false accusations to deter him one way. He's not allowing the circumstances that befouled him to turn him away from God. See, the thing is, God has a right to... To question our authenticity. Authenticity. Amen. He has a right to question that. Why? Because he can question his work. See the thing is. He created us. For his purpose. The thing is. Is that we have to understand. How. Instrumental. We are. To the kingdom. And people have to understand. And learn. We all have learned from Job. I've never personally met Job. In the physical. But I know him in the spiritual. Amen? Amen. And because of what has happened to him, it speaks volumes to me. Now, if he can do it, I can do it. And if he can stand alone on the word of God, why can't I stand alone on the word of God? There'll be times, brother, when they won't be people who agree with you because you agree completely with the word of God. So there will be times when you don't understand why certain things have happened to you. But that doesn't mean that we're supposed to forsake God because when we do that, then we're in total rebellion. And when you're in total rebellion, then it's called a deflection. And when we start deflecting and when we start being in rebuilding, mm-hmm. re- rebelling, then we have what is known as a defection. And believe it or not, the word apostasy is a political term that uh, talks about 
uh, political rebellion. Amen? Amen. And uh, this is what happens. It's a technical term for a political revolt or a defection. Amen? So that is when you're falling away. That's when you completely turn away. Now, Job has been pressed. He's been tried. He's been persecuted. So, you know, the thing is, is that look at what has happened in his testing. Let's go to Job 2, uh, verses 9 through 10. Again, we're going to Job 2. Verses 9 and 10. And let's see what the word of God says. Now, if anybody uh, is close to falling away, it might be Job at this particular time. But let's let's look at it a little bit closer. So let's look at uh, Job was tempted to forsake his confidence in God. So let's look at Job 2. We're looking at verses uh, 9 and 10. Okay, Job 2, verse 9. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Verse 10. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. See? See, he stands up to mm-hmm. his wife. Now, let me tell you how precious a wife is. When we go to Genesis 2.24, uh, I'm going to read that in the New King James mm-hmm. Version. The Word of God says this, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Job wasn't having it. Now, his one flesh part of the wife that made up the one flesh, mm-hmm. what did he say? What did she say? She said, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. So basically she was asking, do you still hold fast to your faith? Mm -hmm. And he's not going to be moved because of circumstances, man of God. Now, this was the wife that God gave him. Amen. Mm -hmm. And it says how they come together. That he's supposed to forsake what? His mother and his father. Amen. And come into one with his wife. That they are joined together. But what did Job do? He didn't hesitate. Brother Vernon sure didn't and boom set her straight and set anybody else straight who was listening, which I said the heavens are listening. God hears it before you speak it. That's about the righteousness. Then we come back to Job 17 verse nine. And this is what he's talking about. Amen. Amen. See, Amen. Uh, see, uh, do you have that type of conviction? Can you stand on it? Amen. So he has no children. All his servants are gone, and it's just his wife, and his friends have turned into haters. Now, is that testing for you? Yes, it is. All right. Now, let's see if we can see a little bit more of the degree of testing. Amen? So, let's go to Job 1, and let's look at verses 11 and 12. Now, Job was afflicted for reasons which he could not comprehend. Do you know that some people give up because they can't understand something or comprehend? That's it. I'm I'm throwing in the towel. This is not working for me. The thing is, is that when you trust God, you don't have to comprehend it. It's that faith. Amen. And faith does not require you to comprehend something. It requires you to trust Amen. Amen. So let's look at Job 1 and let's look at verses 11 and 12. Again, we're in the New King James Version and we're talking about false friends are real enemies. Okay, verse 11. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 12. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is it your power only to do not lay a hand on this person. 
So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. All right. So Job had no idea what was, going was the cause. Mm-hmm. But there it is right there. Because God already knew that Job was his. There was nothing Satan can do. He said you can do anything basically to him but take his life. Amen. So this is when all the affliction happens. Now was the man afflicted based on that conversation because he was evil? No. No. But his friends charged that he was an evildoer, right? Did all kinds of wickedness. We talked about the widows. We talked about the children. We talked about being an unscrupulous business person. Amen? And talking about uh, getting credit for something he never built. Amen? Amen? So those were lies and malicious lies that his friends spoke against him. Amen? Amen. So we find him being his, his reputation being questioned. By those who are claimed to be close to him. His wife pretty much told him, give up on your God. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, not only did she say give up, she said curse him. him. Why would anybody want to curse God? Amen. That's not going to work out good for you. But I'm just saying, can you imagine the testing that he's going through right now? So he's been afflicted for reasons he doesn't comprehend. And this is going something that's happening between God and the devil. Amen. Amen. But God already knows what is going to happen as a result of it. He said, do do whatever you want to do to him. He didn't limit, limit the devil. He just said you can't take his life. But whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. Amen. Amen. Okay. Then we see that he was without an earthly friend to sustain him. There was not an earthly friend because those three friends, they weren't friends at all. Okay, so his wife has has lost her mind temporarily. You can go ahead and say it, Vernon. I know it's all right. What's that? Yeah, women have a tendency to lose I their wasn't mind temporarily. That. Sure, he was. He's not saying it, but it's okay, Vernon. No, no, no. no. It, I was going to say all he had left to do was to turn to God. Amen. And, but we we see the wife. <laughs> we we see his wife. Uh-huh. The one flesh, and one flesh is against each other at right. this particular thing, right? We see this, right? Right. Uh, we see that he was afflicted right. beyond comprehension, and we see that he doesn't have any friends. Right. And his children have been killed. Right. Okay? No servants, no friends. And he believes at this particular time that God himself has forsaken him. Yet he had the full conviction that he would be able to persevere. Amen. Can you imagine with all that, if I got one thought to hold on to, I will persevere. Amen? Amen. Because God knows who I am. And I'm going to keep reminding God who I am. The man could go boldly before the throne, Vernon, because of his character, because of his integrity, uh, uh, integrity, because of his service to the Lord. Amen? Amen. See, obedience is greater than sacrifice. Matter of fact, it's better than sacrifice. He had all this going for him, despite what it looked like. He had all that going for him. You know, that's the testimony that I would like to have, Vernon. That I can go boldly before the throne. And knowing the confidence that I will persevere. Now, let's look at Romans 8. And we're going to go to verse 28 through 39. And this is the confidence that Job had. Romans 8 verses 28 through 39. Amen. Amen. So let's have our listeners 
understand the confidence that Job had with all this going on. It's a lot. Amen. Amen. So are you there yet, Vernon? Yes, I am. I was waiting on you. Okay, you go ahead because I got <laughs> right. somewhere else to go. Amen. Okay, Romans uh, 8 out of the New King James Version, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Verse 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Verse 36. As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Is that conviction for that you? That is conviction. Furthermore, Paul said that who could bring a charge against us if we are God's elect? The only person can bring a charge is God. And if he chose us, then he is for us. Amen? Amen. And who could be against us? And Job knew that he was chosen. Amen? And he knew that his friends... False friends who are real enemies could not bring a charge against him. And it did not matter what he was going through. He was going to trust God and he was going to respect God. See, Job had a made up mind because he knew that he was confident in his relationship with Christ. Are we confident? Do we have the confidence of Job? Well, guess what? It's available to you. Amen. Amen. So. When you go through something like this, Vernon, or you have gone through the things that you've gone through and I've gone through the things that I've gone through, there's no question in my mind that it was nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ. I have the utmost confidence that whatever is going to be coming around the corner, bring it on because I am in Christ. Amen. Amen. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. There is no question. I could not have made it 55 years in my life, which I've experienced right now. Without him, no question. I don't have a doubt, Vernon. There's nothing can make me doubt the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing that can separate me, as we just heard in Romans. Amen? Amen. Nothing. I have no doubt either. I'm still here. Amen. So that's a beautiful thing, and we, we need to get that type of conviction. Amen? Amen? And being with false friends tries that conviction. Amen? Amen? So I'm not interested in people trying to try what I already know to be true. 
That's why he is not emotional in the statement that he's making. He has confidence. He has godly confidence. Amen. So let's look at what Christ says. We're going to go to John chapter 10. And I'm going to look at verses 27 through 30. And then I want you to go to Philippians. So you're going to go to Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Okay. Again, we're in the New King James ver- Version. Vernon, you're going to Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. And I'm going to go to John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30. And the Word of God says this. And it's the red letter edition in the New King James Version. So Jesus is speaking. 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. 28. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. 29. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. 30. I and my father are one. And now... Job was written before Jesus walked the face of the earth. However, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created everything together. Amen? Amen. So the uh, perseverance of the saints was taking place then. Amen? It was already solidified. And it's one of the great doctrines of Christianity. Amen? So that's it. The saints were going to persevere. You know why? Because God perseveres. And if God can be destructed, then the saints can be destructed. Amen? Amen. Because we are created by him. And what he creates and what he justifies and what he glorifies, no one can destroy or take from him. He says he gives them eternal life. Vernon, God cannot be moved. His kingdom cannot be moved. His doctrines cannot be moved. This is not a game, Vernon. We're not paying, uh, you know, uh, ping pong or anything like that where we're hitting a ball back and forth. This is solidified, Vernon. Even before we walked the face of the earth, even before anything was created, this is how it was going to be. We have to have the conviction of Job. And we should not be moved by false anything. Amen? Amen. So we have to get that in our spirits. Now, go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, and tell me what the Word of God says. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, Word of God says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's nothing that can stop God's work. Amen? Amen. And nothing can stop those who are his. We don't have to worry about it, Vernon. Those of us who are sealed with him, we are sealed with him. Now, is it uncomfortable at times? Yes. Is it painful at times? Yes. Is it uh, scary at times? Yes. Is it difficult at times? Yes. But we have to bring our mind back to what? Christ. We have to bring our mind back to God. And that's where the trust and the belief is. Because it's impossible to please God without Without faith. faith. Amen? And faith is not anything you can see. If you can see it, it's not faith. Amen? Amen. It's not. It's not a thing that you can visualize. It's not a thing that you can go to like we see these mics in here and touch that. That's faith. That's faith. No, it's not. Because people would be selling it 
every two or three minutes, mm-hmm. and they're selling it already as if it's something that you can buy. You can't buy it. Yeah, sometimes, especially with me, we have to go through things so we know who it is that brought us out. We don't want to go through pain or with me personally pain or certain things, and I want to pop up and say, I did it. No. I am glad that the, the, the circumstance in my life that occurred to me, painful as they may be, it's just to show me who he is and that he did it. And it wasn't Vernon, like Vernon thought. And Vernon continues to think at time, but he is, he is there. The beautiful thing about the gift of pain, it is very precise. And it has you focusing on what you need to focus on. Amen? Amen. Okay, so when a surgeon is cutting something out that doesn't belong on you, he's not messing with anything that is good. He deals with that that needs to be taken out. Mm. So the thing is, is that pain sometimes brings us to a point where we need to focus on stuff and stop putting things off. Amen? Amen. So that you can live your best life ever, Vernon. Ain't nothing wrong with pain. Pain is something that can bless you. Just a reminder of what we were speaking um, at uh, last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Pain is a gift. Amen. Yes, it Amen. is. And I and I received the gift of pain. Amen. Amen. Because it will get you focused on what it is that you need to work on. Amen. Amen. And it will bring you into a right relationship with God, That's and you will true. be stronger. Because after a while, you'll get tired of all the other promises and all the newfangled things, and they can do this and they can do that. Let's try this. Let's try that. Try Jesus. And get focused, amen, because amen. he is the he is the healer, amen? Amen. You see, you have to understand, physicians practice medicine. It's called a medical practice. Jesus is not practicing anything. You have to catch that in your spirit, amen? Amen. Okay, now, we are talking about false friends that are real enemies. Now, let's look at false friends. Let's go to the book of Jude. Now, uh, Jude was Jesus' half-brother, amen? amen? And we're going to go to chapter 1. Now, chapter 1 describes the apostates as ungodly and those who use God's grace as a license to commit unrighteous acts. Okay, so these false friends that are trying to lead Job from his relationship with God. Amen? Amen. So we have to be careful, people, as to who we let minister to us. Amen? As to who we're really listening to. And you have to understand that the devil is very, very intent on separating us from God. And unbeknownst to some of our so-called friends, he will use them. Amen? Amen. So was he not trying to use these friends? Because God said you can do anything to him. Amen? But take his life. So you have friends who become false friends. Amen. And Job realized that immediately. So let's look at Jude chapter 1. Vernon, and I want you to read down through uh, verse 19. Starting with verse 19? Starting with verse 1. 1, okay. Chapter 1, you're going to read verses 1 through 19. Amen. And I'm going to point some things out. The epistle of Jude. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, and who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, 
who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's stop right there. Verse 4 says that they were ungodly, they were morally perverted, and they denied Christ. Amen? Amen. And they were ones who defiled the flesh. Now, let's keep going. Verse 5, But I want to remind you, Though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Has Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire? Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. So let's stop. Verse 8, it talks about rebellious, people who revile the angels, who are ignorant about God, and those who proclaim. Go ahead. I'll get that. Keep going. I just want to say that for uh, verse 10. Verse 9, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Verse 10, But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts. In these things they corrupt themselves. Okay, so let's look at verse 10 closely. It says, uh, those who proclaim false visions, self-destructive, and they are grumblers. Amen? Amen. So keep going. Verse 11. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. 12. These are spots in your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, Carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars from whom is reserved for the, the blackness of darkness forever. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesies about these men, also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints." to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit. Amen. So we can see what these people are. These are false friends. These are apostates. They are against the kingdom of God. We have to be very, very careful. Because misery loves company, Amen. Vernon. Of course. They are on a mission. They have a father too. Their father is the devil. Amen? And the devil wants to be higher than God. He is against everything that is godly. He is against everything that's true. He's against everything that is righteous. He's against everything that is eternal. He's against everything that speaks of salvation, election, redemption. Amen? Repentance. 
obedience. He is against all those. Those are the tenets that make us believers and followers of Christ. So you have to be very, very careful because false friends are real enemies. Not only are they your enemy, they're enemies of the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And if they're enemies against the creation... They are truly enemies against the creator. Amen? Amen. So we have to be very careful. Vernon, mm. you were going to say something. Oh, what, but what Pastor T would always like to say, friend, frenemies. <laughs> frenemies. No, I there's, hope no there, there's no such thing as a frenemies. Amen? Frenemies. E- e- either you're a friend or a foe. There's no in between. Amen? Frenemies. <laughs> and, and Job made that distinction. Mm-hmm. He understood that. That they were not his friends. Right. Not not only were they not his friends, but they weren't wise. So, so you're saying there can't be a half friend, half enemy, no, no in between. No. Either or, just like you can't you, sit on the fence. You can't serve two masters. Right. You're going to love one and hate the other. Right. How, how would you know what friend you're getting today, Vernon? Only by only by the grace of God nowadays. So, so my that, thing so is I that, why be, caught up, why be caught up with that? See, one thing about God and his word, it's never changing. That's true. So the thing is, the righteous won't be forsaken. So why do you have to get in that battle? We are not supposed to cast our pearls before what? Swine. Amen? Amen. So we, we, the word of God is very true and it's very clear. And the thing is, is that once he exposes something to you, get confirmation on it. And guess what the next thing? Believe it. Amen? And and Job believed it. Now, let me tell you about how God felt about apostasy. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 6 through 11. Again, we're going to Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses 6 through 11. And then I'm going to go to the New Testament, and I'm going to tell you what it says in 2 Timothy. Amen? Amen. So you have that address? Deut- yeah, Deuteronomy chapter 13, 6 through 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, out of New King James Version. Verse 6. If your brother, the son of your mother, your son or your daughter, the wife of your bosom or your friend who is as your own soul secretly entices you, saying, Let us go and serve other other gods which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers, of the gods of the people which are all around you, near to you or far off from you, from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth, you shall not consent to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him or conceal him, but you will surely kill him. Your hand shall be first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of all the people. And you shall stone him with stones until he dies, because he sought to entice you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. So all Israel shall hear and fear and not again do such wickedness as this among you. Was God very clear and concise oh, yes. about those that were trying to lead his people away from him? Oh, yes. What did he say to do? Stone kill, them. Kill them. Kill Stone them. them. <laughs> Get hit with God was, God was not playing, Vernon. So let's look at Second Timothy, and we're going to look at... Chapter 3, and I'm going to look at verses 1, 2, and 5. Amen? Amen. And again, we're still in the King 
New King James Version, Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2 and 5. And the Word of God says this, verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Two, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Let me keep going. Three, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Four, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Five, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Do you see the exclamation point Mm -hmm. after turn away? That was all one sentence. Amen. Isn't that happening now? Amen. I would receive it. it I I, I would receive it. Amen. But the thing is, is that make no mistake. If there's anybody that has these characteristics or operating like that, what does it say? It says turn away. away. Turn away. What an exclamation point. You got to get it. You know what I mean? This is the word of God jumping up and down here. You got to get it. It says turn away. We cannot act like we have not been informed, man of God, because when we die, we're going to have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give a testimony, amen, amen. to what we did and what we didn't do, amen? So what are what is our defense when we have read the word of God here and understood it? What are you going to say to the Lord Jesus Christ about this when he has given you implicit instructions of who not to be with amen so it's very important brother we gotta get it we can't say well they got me again so why do people do not turn away because it's fun let me let me say this to you god is not attention deficit amen Mm -hmm. he's not going to keep telling you things that he's already confirmed for you this is when we have the principle of obedience. Obedience is what? Better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It says you can get wisdom. You know what I mean? God is liberal in his wisdom. You can keep asking for wisdom. But when you keep getting it and he keeps revealing it to you and he keeps confirming it to you, then you cannot blame that on God. Amen? You have to start taking responsibility for your actions and what you do. And you get what you get when you want to separate yourself from the word of God. You can't call yourself a believer and be in rebellion. Rebellion and belief do not fit in the same. They are not synonymous. You cannot interchange them. Either you're a believer or you're you're a rebel. And don't blame God for your rebellion. Amen? Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. Thank you so very much for the kudos. It's, it's a real blessing to hear you uh, just confirm a lot of things that has been happening in this week alone. Amen. Be faithful. So I encourage you and the listeners continue to stand strong and do what you know is right. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you. We love you, and we know we had a, a blessed Passover yesterday. Amen. Yes, you had a blessed second Passover. <laughs> Amen. Yes, we did. Well, you know I was going to shout you out about that woman of God. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we. I did mine last month. So, but it, it, it's the Father knows that it's a blessing that His people remember His His 
the sacrifice of the Messiah. Amen. Well, we love you, sis, and thank you for your encouragement. And please give your mother my godly best and tell her I love her like I love you. Amen. We love you too, sis. All right. Well, thank you, woman of God, and thank you for listening. All right. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Amen. So uh, getting back to what we're talking about today, false friends are real enemies. You know, the purpose of God is that you have already confirmed that when we read Romans 8, uh, 28 through 39. Amen. Amen. You know, from those passages in scripture, it was clear that the entire machinery of salvation was carefully ordered by God before the world began by his own wise decree and sovereign good pleasure god the father god the son and god the holy spirit were determined to save a multitude of sinners out of adam's fallen race adam being the first son and the first sinner amen amen this was going to be accomplished through election redemption regeneration preservation preservation excuse me and final glorification let me say that again this was going to be accomplished through election redemption regeneration preservation and final glorification this is god amen and he confirmed it when you read romans 8 verses 28 through 39 those who teach that men can be generally saved and then lose the lord's salvation must either affirm that god has no fixed purpose or that his original design was not carried out and had to be altered so let's look at job 23 13 and then i'm going to go to daniel 4 35 okay Job twenty three thirteen is where you're going. Job twenty three thirteen, but he is unique, and who can make him change? And whatever his soul desires, that he does. Okay, nobody can change God's mind. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's look at Daniel chapter four, and I'm going to look at verse thirty five. And the word of God says this, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand. Oh, say to him, what have you done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the thing is, is that I hope that we're getting the lesson and that false friends are real enemies that God knows what he's doing despite the adversity that we may find ourselves in we as believers if we are truly his will stay the course vernon and nothing will take us off our journey to be with him amen Amen. we love you and save the loss at all costs god bless you It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. 
If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you blush?